0: Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in High Fidelity.
1: Hi everyone, welcome to Conversations That Heal. This is your host, Susan Jacoby. I hope you are enjoying these inspirational interviews and that they help you to discover how to make the decision to overcome childhood trauma, develop self-love, and live a life of peace and joy. On today's episode, we are talking about fear. Taking baby steps, we will learn how fear controls us and the power each of us hold to overcome fear, releasing its grasp on our lives. This is the second show in our series with Janine Zunk. Janine is a spiritual living coach for intuitive women. She helps women who feel self-doubt, fear, and shame reconnect with their inner divine self. To learn more about Janine, visit her website namastelivingonline.com. Welcome, Janine. The conversations that heal. Janine, how would you say fear shows up? When I was thinking about this, there's fear, like fear, like a physical fear, and there's emotional fear. But what it all comes down to, with the exception of the fear of your house burning down or mudslide or something. Your internal fear, I think, when it all comes down to it, is mindset. Well, of course, it's mindset, but um, shame rings true for me. What would you? What do you think about that?
0: Well, I think from my experience, everyone kind of has a sort of like we all have coping mechanisms. We all have a kind of a go-to response that fear takes because it gets to the easiest. A couple of the most common are distraction. You suddenly cannot find time in your day to sit down and connect with yourself. Suddenly, you don't have time to stop and think about something. It's it's a form of avoidance. So you're overly distracted. You're totally avoiding it. That means there's something going on inside of you that you're just not wanting to face yet. That's one of my most common. <laughs> there's also, <laughs> if, if I suddenly can't get on, <laughs> yes. And the funny thing is, I'll be in the middle of running around like a crazy person. And I'll recognize it, I'll be aware of it, and I'll say, oh, I really just need to sit down and deal with that thing that's running through the back of my mind, and then I'll I'll be relaxed, I'll be calm, I can focus. And immediately, I go, no, I have to go do this first, I have to go do that first. And I won't let myself sit down, even though I'm consciously aware. It's a tactic of fear. It's been an amusing process to watch myself experience how fear is showing up knowing it being consciously aware of it and then still practicing having to try the new habit step into okay i'm going to correct it instead of letting fear continue around the show but sometimes you know it's a practice sometimes you just fear wants to keep going and i just let it go rather than take those five minutes literally five minutes i swear <laughs> but you know
1: heaven forbid I, I think that's where also uh procrastination's falls in. Mhm.
0: It's amazing to me. I get my greatest and most inspired ideas right before I have to go do something I can't get out of like work. I have to go to work in the morning, my best ideas come right before I walk to the door and I don't have time to stop and do them. I don't have right now. I don't have time to do anything towards it. I just have to kind of text myself a message and hope I remember to stop and relook at that later.
1: <laughs> I would venture to say mm-hmm. that we are far from alone. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. (laughs) I'm
0: sure there's many people out there going, yes. Another good um, way it shows up for me is when I sit, I get inspired, I get excited to do something, I actually sit down to do it, and then suddenly I'm so tired, all I want to do is take a nap. All I want to do is sleep. I have found that if I go take that nap, I never go do what it is I was going to do. But if I force myself to just move and go sit in the sunlight, take a quick two-second walk, whatever, and just stay with it. Suddenly I'm not exhausted after like 10 minutes into it, and it was all a way for my body to avoid stepping into something that it doesn't know what I'm doing. It's just a common way. Fear just prevents, is scared of the outcome because it doesn't know what's coming, so it just wants to keep you safe.
1: I'm glad that you mentioned that about when you're tired all of a sudden to avoid doing something. I have noticed myself, we talk about awareness frequently on conversations that heal, and, and I have been more aware of how many times I am tired, and then I ask myself, wait a minute, there's no reason on earth you should be tired. It's a good way to like double check yourself to, to just say, okay, I know you think you're tired, but you're not, so let's just you know, yeah. stay focused on your task
0: exactly exactly and you know sometimes we really okay you really do need to give yourself a nap because you've been running like a crazy person but you know when you haven't been tired at all until the second you sat down to do this and then suddenly you're so exhausted you can't stay awake that is an awareness right but if I said hey let's go get some ice cream I bet you'd suddenly have the energy to do that right like because it's a distraction
1: oh so, yeah I, just, I mean I, I laugh we can laugh at it now right
0: Oh, yeah, when well, you're in the middle of it, you're like, oh, well, and, it, you know, there's so many times I've actually taken the nap and then woke up and beat myself up. There's times I've just said, okay, I'm going to just take the ass and I'm going to give myself permission, and then there's times that I've said, screw it, I'm going to just force myself to do this. There's no right or wrong answer, it's just, it's only how you feel about your choices. never the best. Just practice, practice. <laughs>
1: Janine, do you have other ways that fear shows up that you've noticed in your life or your client's life?
0: Uh, What someone termed once um, body breakdown, this shows up in the form of suddenly I'm sick. And if you're someone who seems to get sick at the most inopportune moments, you might look at are these illnesses, this cold, this flu, because physical ailments are simply... Energetic manifestations—you've held some energy, some emotion, something in space so long it's become physical. So if you're physically carrying a cold, a cold simply says, "I'm too busy. I've got too much going on." And so if you find yourself repeating that phrase over and over in your head a lot, you're going to get cold. But if your colds come up when you're trying to, let's say, do a creative project as a business owner or step into you know, some new space that you haven't done before, meeting a new person, stepping out, and suddenly you feel sick to your stomach, you feel, you know, you've got this cold coming on, you have to stay home, and it's very convenient. Your body will go on a breakdown as a way to keep you safe if it knows it's going to prevent you from stepping into an unknown space. Just awareness of what responses tend to show up in your life so that you can really learn to connect with, what is this saying to me right now? what is the message my body is trying to tell me? And is it really trying to tell me you need to go to bed and take care of yourself because you never rest and you're pushing too hard? Or is it really telling me I am terrified right now of what I'm about to do, even though I know it's going to be a good thing for me, so my body is going to try and fight back by keeping me in bed where it's safe.
1: Isn't it amazing how everything is so tied to awareness? We talk about angels frequently and... Some people are like, I don't have any angels or whatever it is, the body breakdown, the inspiration, the distractions, all of it, when it comes down to it, it's about awareness and knowing your body, knowing yourself. It fits together so perfectly if we just let the pieces fall where they're supposed to fall. It's pretty amazing.
0: Absolutely. Start practicing looking at your life from the eyes of curiosity rather than right or wrong. Suddenly I'm running around like a crazy person and distracted where I don't even have five minutes to stand for myself. I could shame myself endlessly and beat myself up for not taking those five minutes. So I know from experience five minutes of pure connection focused on this one thing to process it to work through it to embrace whatever fear is there. It will pass. I will decharge the energy. And, boom, I will be able to step through it. It might take a couple of those sessions. It might take one. It doesn't really matter. But five minutes, when that energy is really charged, will help me. I know this. If I'm in a distracted mode and I'm beating myself up over it, that's not helping the situation at all. But if I stop and take that curious route and say, that is so interesting that I'm totally avoiding five minutes. And I really just start to say, huh. That's an interesting response to this situation. Or ask my question, why am I it? What's really the problem? Why? What is? What would be wrong with sitting down for five minutes? Do I really have to run out and wash the dishes the second when they've been sitting there for two hours already? Probably not. It's more fun. It's more playful, and it, there's never anything wrong. It's all about awareness and learning. But if I shave myself and I beat myself up until ah, oh, you're stupid. You didn't sit down for five minutes, and now you've been going for two days, and blah blah blah. I didn't do anything. There's no benefit. I didn't learn anything from that experience. So I'm just going to repeat it. So I'd rather learn from it and move on.
1: <laughs> Janina, I'm glad that you brought up the topic of, of shame. Um, I did want to talk about that and how it works so closely with fear. We didn't talk about this. What I'm finding in my life is how closely related abandonment is to both shame and fear that's a whole show in itself it can be a very complicated piece to see how abandonment fits into all this I just want to throw that out there as a like a little segue to maybe next month's show I don't, I don't know let's talk about this idea of shame and fear I know a lot of people are up against that every day how do you process mm-hmm. when those two collide in your life
0: well I find for me and for the I've worked with it, fear is almost a protective mechanism so you don't see what I'm shameful of. So if I feel ashamed about how I look, right, maybe I'm ashamed of a certain feature I have or my weight or there's some shame I carry about my physical appearance. My fears will reflect that. My fear of speaking in public because I have a fear of rejection, because I have a fear of being seen, because I have a fear of these types of fear are going to show up as a way to protect me from what I'm most vulnerable about you seeing. I don't want you to see my shame because I don't want you to see what I'm rejecting in myself, I guess, because then you may reject that in me. If I have a fear of abandonment, that means I've abandoned myself, but I don't want you to see that. So I'm going to put up this fear, which is going to prevent me from doing things that are outside of that fear and, you know, in a new space, new comfort zone, because it it requires me to be vulnerable. It requires me to stand up and be seen in a new way, and that would force me to see myself in a new way, and I don't want to see those parts of me because I've already decided I hate them. They're wrong. It's easier... Fear shows up again as a protective mechanism to help me feel safe within my own space of shame. As I begin to love myself, I'm going to be able to show up, as I practice the path of self-love, and I begin to love the parts of myself that I carry shame in, I will then be able to step out into new ways that I couldn't before because I'm not as afraid of you seeing that piece of me because I've already started to take steps to heal it. And that's where stepping out of our comfort zone is. And then fear triggers up because, oh, we're stepping into a new place. And so it's it's a constant practice of where's, where's fear showing up? What message is it telling me? How can I love that part of me more? Still take those steps forward while healing from the inside and taking the actions that's outward. So it's like a full mobile unit moving forward but fear is just kind of showing you where your shame is you can turn it from shame to love
1: i can see how complicated the fear works in our lives janine has just touched on the surface and yet you know, it's a good place to start to just be aware of your your current life the rest of it you know work through your trauma and deep seated fear it's crucial to your healing, and yet, what Janine and I are talking about is, a, is, I'll call it a surface sphere, if you will, and it's doable practical steps right now. It's not so heavy and painful. I'm grateful, Janine, that you have talked about it on, on a level that we can kind of have fun with ourselves and, and look at it. Wow. Still examining our fear.
0: Yeah, it's it's important to, in my opinion, to really be able to lighten up every situation because it's, it's not life's not meant to be serious and intense. <laughs> it's meant to be fun and playful and engaging. If you can look at how a child responds to things, they have that panic freakout moment and then all of a sudden they're curious, or maybe they don't panic and freak out. They just get curious. And so, how can you get to the curious space faster?
1: like, you know, like <laughs> that's a very good question how can you get to the curious space faster i would encourage the listeners even think about that and don't like janine said this is about having fun and playfulness you know and if you find like oh i can't do that in my life well maybe not in your external life but you could bring it into your internal life and just see how it sits with you and how you can how it shows up for you minute by minute, something interesting to explore. Janine, can you mention your website to our listeners so they can contact you? Absolutely.
0: It's a Namaste Living Online. That's N-A-M-A-S-T-E, livingonline.com. And I'm also on Facebook at Janine Junk. So you can kind of find me anywhere and reach me. I'll, you know, PM me or hit me on website either way.
1: And you're you're a coach, right, and you do your angel readings. Do you do your angel readings? How does that service work? Like if, if a listener wanted to contact you for an angel reading, how does that, what do you have set up for that?
0: What I used to do was simply just readings, but it's merged more into a connected coaching session, if you will. So while I don't just pull cards and connect with your angels. We have a conversation. We work through whatever your greatest challenge is right now or help you explore whatever it is you're struggling with. We connect to your angels. We'll talk to them. We'll use any means that I have available to me as far as channeling or readings and cards and to pull forward the information that you need that's already there in your realm. You're just not either open to it or connected to it or just didn't recognize that's what it was. It's a combination of channeling, reading, and helping you learn to connect to your soul's truth so that way you can step forward. It's a blend of coaching and readings and channelings all at the same time.
1: The listeners can contact you if they're interested in working with you on that service. It's uh, at Janine at online.com I want to thank you again for coming back. We'll be back the end of March, and we'll be talking mm-hmm. about, I don't know what we're going to be talking about, Janine and I let the angels guide us to what we're going to be talking about. So I'm I'm going to say what we're going to be talking about.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. It's whatever is most needed in that moment. That's what we chat about.
1: (laughs) Well, I hope our episode today has helped some people move through their fear. And Janine, again, thank you very much for being on Conversations That Heal. We will see you at the end of March. Yes, thank you. It's so much an honor to be here with you guys. So feel free to reach out if you need anything. Contact me at Susan at if I can support you on your healing journey. Please leave a comment on Blog Talk or iTunes to support us in reaching listeners in search of living a life of peace and joy. Above all, remember that you are a lovable and capable human being. Thank you for listening to Conversations That Heal.